The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into the show with Nomo. It's okay. The Hall of Famer is on a much-needed vacation, and we are happy for him as it was his birthday yesterday. He's going to see Prince's Place in the near future. He was on a flight to Chicago this morning, and guess who else was on that flight? Who? Former Lawrence County basketball coach Shane Clark. <laughs> what a place to run into him. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> hey, I guess uh, he, he t- he's taking that, uh, that, that newfound freedom. I was going to say, doesn't have any <laughs> obligation to worry about now. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Friday. You ain't got to do this. Oh, man. Oh, we are so happy to have on the Parks Murder Sales Hotline now as uh, we get ready for tonight's first round of the National Football League draft. New Titans PA guy, the the, the stadium voice, not the VOD, because there's only one of those. But he is the stadium voice of the Tennessee Titans, and that's Matt Rogers. Matt, thanks for uh, yeah, baby. for ha- for for hanging out with us and 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 we know you had some obligations up in Nashville this morning, so thanks for sticking around and getting on the phone with us. And because we really just want to talk about a couple of things. One, what was the experience like, man? Because I feel like th- this this whole thing kind of it, it went from there were a lot of people involved in the beginning that that tried out for this thing, and so what was that like? So, I mean, it all started uh, a few weeks ago, literally laying in bed, and my wife scrolling through her Facebook feed, and she goes, hey, man, the Titans are looking for a new PA announcer. And I go, well, what about Duke? And she goes, he's retiring. And I'm, you know, I'm like, ah, well, you know, you probably got to know somebody or this and that. And, um, you know, and she said, no, they're actually opening it up to everyone. You just got to submit an audition tape. I literally You've never done that before. Exactly, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, that's my thing. Like, I literally jumped out of bed, and within 20 minutes, I was doing my audition tape and sending it to the email that they provided. They opened it up for everybody. So, I mean, I was excited. I sent my audition tape in, and then a few days later, I got an email that said, congratulations, you're a finalist uh, in our top 20 you know, can you come to the stadium and try out for our five celebrity judges? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's go, baby. 
That's so, so cool. then uh, one, one, yeah, it was on a, a Monday night a, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And I went in, got on the mic, and you guys saw it on the online tape. So they made like a, a five-episode series, which was a phenomenal genius idea by David Schindler, who's now my new boss. He said... Already know, kissing butt. Think, yeah, well, well, no, look at like, <laughs> I mean, it's really genius when you think about it. I'm a TV guy. Yeah, yeah. So what normally happens is... A guy knows a guy knows a guy, or, you know, a gal knows a gal knows a guy, and, you know, hey, this is my friend that's announced for X amount of years, and they bring in two or three people, try them out, and they make their decision behind closed doors, and then we all find out, like, oh, hey, they hired, you know, James Smith or John Smith, right? Like, and that's it. But he opened it up and said, well, let's have a competition in Tennessee. Let's create a buzz. Let's get our Tennessee fans involved, and let, let the people vote. So I thought that was a genius idea. And so what happened was they opened it up and top 20 became top six. And then when I made the top six, they said, you know, you can use, you know, your own social media, Facebook lives, Instagram lives, which I I did like some Facebook lives, Instagram lives on my social media, my friend's social media, people around the town, but like, you couldn't really do big interviews, so like I couldn't come on this show until afterwards, stuff like that. Oh, we're big. Um, we're big enough. Ha! Hey, that's I, awesome. I just didn't, you know, I don't want to break yeah. the rules, so I did like a Facebook live with a lady from my church, and uh, like she's got like a you know a little page in the town, and then sure, I did some Instagram lives, and you know, a lot like I became a campaign, like vote for me, you know what I mean, like, and then. Uh, between voting and voting was not the only deciding factor. It, I think they did the voting, in my opinion, they didn't tell me this, I think they did the voting to eliminate three. Yeah. And then I think the top three probably went to upper management and said, hey, these are the top three who the people want. You know, Amy, uh, Burke, who's the CEO of the Titans, like, who do you like? And they would they weighed in and then David Schindler is my new boss. You know, he was the ultimate decision maker, and, and him and Amy, uh, they picked me. And I'm freaking pumped. So let's go, baby. Titans so, things will never be the same. <laughs> Not for you. Um, no cheering in the press box. I'm just kidding. I guess if anybody's allowed to cheer, it's the PA guy, right? He can be the biggest homer in the building. Um, what, what were you more nervous for, that audition or American Idol? Okay, here's the truth. This one, because here's why. When I auditioned for American Idol, I never thought, I, I mean, I guess deep down inside you kind of believe in yourself, but an American Idol, I mean, I saw Fantasia, I saw Jennifer Hudson, George Huff, like, I knew that I could not compare to those <laughs> right. people. I just, I can't, like, it doesn't matter how hard I try, I can't, I can't do it. I was young, and it was like a one in a million shot. I was more nervous for this, because now I got 20 years under my belt. Like, I'm not a rookie anymore. Like, this is what I've been doing for sure. the last 20 years on a major level. Turner Sports, you know, uh, even Gold Rush and Deadliest Catch, like, voiceovers, like, so I know what I'm doing, and on top of that, 
this is my home. This is my hometown. This is my team that I've loved since I was seven years old and I was an Oilers fan. Like, And the other thing, American Idol, it's one and done. Yeah, it could lead to other things, but this is like, if you're not a knucklehead and you don't do anything stupid, you don't tweet anything, you basically keep your head and the good Lord blesses you with health. Like, I could fill this seat for the next 30 years. So I was more nervous for this because I'm like, if I get this and I don't screw it up, like, I'm not going anywhere for 30 years. Like, I'm home, baby. Like, this is what I want. And I think there's a really cool opportunity to make Nashville a tough place to play. Like, let's be honest. Predators, Bridgestone, that's a tough place for a visiting team to come in and win a game. Like, you go to that place and you can feel it, and it is just yellow jerseys everywhere. Like, it's crazy in the Bridgestone. Nashville, it's fun, but it's not scary. Like, Opposing teams like coming to Nashville. It's not a hard environment to win a game. And I really want that to change. It's always bugged me as a Titans and a Predators fan because I'm more passionate about football, obviously, than hockey. I love hockey, but, I mean, I'm passionate about football. And it just made me mad how I would go to a hockey game in Tennessee, of all places, and it was such a hostile environment. And then I go to football – in Tennessee, which Tennessee is life, or football is life in Tennessee, and it was kind of like, well, that was fun, but it wasn't like the the environment in Tennessee doesn't determine the outcome of the game. And now we don't I have wanted a, to. I'm not. Yeah, we don't have ahead. a black hole or a dog pound like you know Cleveland exactly. slash the Raiders did back in the day. Like we we just don't have that that one. I guess set of fans or or the entire fan base that is just absolutely like Philly. I mean, you go to Philly and God knows what you hear. Well, see, and that's a great example because when Philly came here in 2018, and I want to choose my words carefully, this but is, that that was your favorite memory, right? It was my favorite memory for several reasons. Obviously, because Corey Davis caught his first touchdown pass in overtime and we beat him. Like that was awesome, but. The fans that came into Tennessee literally made me so mad because they came in here and they had no respect for us. They had no respect for our fans. They had no respect for our facilities. They had no respect for our team. They had no respect for my two sons that I was sitting with. And the reason is it's where they come from. It's where they are. But also, they were coming off of a Super Bowl a year or two before that. And they just – they came in with swag – that we didn't have like, like we can stay classy and still be Tennesseans and still, and that's what I love about the South. Like dude, the South is so loving, but at the same time, like nobody's afraid of us. I want that to change. Like, I want that to change. Like we don't have to be jerks, but we don't have to boo Santa Claus. Exactly. Like, like the, like the Philly Eagles did the Eagles actually booed Santa Claus. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, we're, we're not Philadelphia. We're not going to be Philadelphia. Like, when it comes to that, like, there's something like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I think I made I think I made the, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. That was at a football game. I was a fan. I got to be more PC now, right? Right. Um, but I will say this. He was, so, the, he, the, the, the Eagle fan, and you can see him walking out in, in the video that I posted. 
I filmed him for a split second. He was so obnoxious and so rude and so disrespectful to our team that when Corey Davis caught that pass, the whole stadium exploded and he could not get out of there fast enough. It was the greatest <laughs> memory of my life. And like, I had this like Mike Brady moment with my son in the car. And I'm like, you know, you see son, the way you talk and respect people and this and that. And you see how that guy walked with his tail between his legs. Like I gave him like a bully lesson. Like that's how bullies are and blah, 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 blah. And it was just such a great memory because it was, it was vindication for the, for that Eagles fan. Like, dude, you don't come in here and freaking disrespect us because we'll punch you in the mouth. And that's the, the, that's the environment I want to set, not in a rude or disrespectful way, but in a powerful, prideful way that I really think Nashville has, but we haven't really voiced it to the extent that we can. And that's what I want to bring. I just want to make, I want to set it up from the microphone for fans to be so fired up that we really start believing we're as bad and as raw as our team is because our team's freaking good. Like, we're going to win some games. It's exciting to be a Titan fan. Yes, it is. Um, they In J-Rob, we trust. Um, <laughs> and some moves made over the offseason to, to address the pass rush issue. Um, uh, we know that he also made some moves last year to address the pass rush issue that did not work out for the Titans. But, you know, you can't fault the guy. He, he, he certainly did everything he could to make, uh, make the team better. And I feel like tonight that's what he's going to do. He's going to do what he feels like makes this team the best team it can be. And obviously last year is a black eye. But... He can make up for it tonight, and I'm curious on your thoughts on you know how tonight's going to go. Do you think the Titans are going to pick, trade? Uh, do you think they'll go a specific position, or are they just going to take the first guy on the board? Here's what I think is going to happen. Um, if we don't take a receiver, if we don't take a receiver – in the first round, then there's a deal going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Like we've heard rumors about Julio Jones. We've heard rumors about a big receiver. If we don't get a receiver in the first round, I'm going to be very excited because we're going to get a big name receiver. That's already a veteran like a Julio Jones or maybe even Julio Jones. So it's kind of like those waiting with the wait and see, um, I do know that in J-Rob we trust, and I'm not just saying that now because I work for the organization. Man, this guy is young, and his resume from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to winning Super Bowls with the Patriots, like, he knows what he's doing. He cares about this this uh, team. He cares about our state, and they are looking to do what we want. They're looking to make this place a hostile environment. They're looking to make our team a raw team. And I am really, really pumped about tonight, Jeff, because we have the main pieces in place. We just need a couple things to really make a solid Super Bowl run. And um, tonight's going to be exciting. So with that being said, I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I can say this. If they don't take a receiver, 
we're going to get a freaking big-name receiver, and I'm going to be excited. And then if we do get a receiver, then he's going to pack the offensive line and a couple defensive players, and, you know, we'll still be okay. But I hope they don't take a receiver in the first round. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh, anybody that just sticks out to you uh, as a former Power 5 Rose Bowl winner, I mean, is there anybody that you feel like is – uh, maybe being slept on or somebody that, that you're excited to watch in the league, whether the Titans take them or not? Um, in terms of, like, like the first-round picks or someone that we would get, you know, with the 22nd overall pick? Yeah, so just somebody that you're excited to watch in the league and, and, and in general, just no matter who takes them. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm excited to see the hype around – Trevor Lawrence and how good he's going to do against the Ohio State quarterback. I mean, that matchup. Um, I think for us, if we do take a receiver tonight, we, we, let's be honest, man, the, the receivers that have come out of Ole Miss, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, there's another one that we might pick up named Elijah Moore, who's a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I think that cat is a freaking sleeper. I, I can't call him a sleeper because he's such a stud, but we can get him with the 22nd pick. And I would be excited if we got him. Like I said, I hope we don't take a receiver because that means we got a bigger one coming. But if we do take a receiver with the 22nd pick, I think Elijah Moore can be there. And, dude, that guy is a stud. And he'll compliment A.J. Brown. So, I mean, that would be my answer as, for that and for us as the Titans. As long as he doesn't pretend to, you know, take a leak <laughs> on the – field and cost us a game uh, <laughs> you know yeah no we'll, we'll that. Oh, I, I love to do yeah he's coming to tennessee we'll, we'll make him more classy if he, if he comes here i think he is the guy we need at that level i think he is the guy that the titans could really use but also i think that I think he could be there at 28 and the Titans could trade down. You know, it's, it's, I could see that happening. The Titans trading down and taking more with a, a lower pick pick, because if you can get him at 28, you might as well get somebody else, you know, get, get a cornerback or an edge rusher to, uh, to compliment that defense. Here's the thing too. And, and one of my favorite movies of all day is, or of all time is draft day with Kevin Cosner. Um, I'm sure you've everyone has seen it, but if you haven't, watch it. Watch it before tonight. I love that movie. It's called Drafty with Kevin Cosner. So it gets it's the best you movie ever. Because Vontae Mack, no matter love, what. Exactly. And it gets you in the mindset of an owner, and it gets you in the mindset of a GM, which is my ultimate dream. Uh, I'm like Gary Vee. I want to own a pro football team one day. But that's neither here nor there. Here, here's my point. My point is when you when you when you talk about someone like Elijah Moore, right? And um, in that movie, he said, "Whatever you do, get Mac, right? Get get that player." Yep. But that that player had a bad reputation because he like jumped in the stands or he or he did something that the public viewed was, "Oh, he's a bad character. He's a bad guy," you know. So he dropped. But deep down, like he was a gold mine. And he got him, and it was awesome. I think the same thing with Elijah Moore. Like you think Elijah Moore is like, 
oh, that's the guy, you know, took a leak on the field, whatever. Like, yeah, so that drops him in status. Like, well, I don't know if we can trust this guy. At the end of the day, dude, he's a young kid. He did something really stupid, and he's never going to do that again. And that's going to drop him to a position, like, where we can snatch him, and that dude might end up being the next freaking, you know, Julio Jones or something. You know what I mean? Like, he's got the talent. But because of one stupid thing he did, he might fall to us at a low pick. And to your point, we can even trade down to get him where that guy can end up being a gold mine, which is a score for the Titans. Like, I love that stuff. No doubt. Going to be an interesting night. We will be watching it and uh, we will be listening. Hey, here's the, here's the real question. Yeah. How are we going to spread the love of your now open seat <laughs> at the games. What do you mean? We got we got to auction off uh, s- watching the game with the biggest Titans fan in the world. Your wife, by the way. Mean? Oh yes, you're talking about my wife. The biggest Titans fan in the world. Uh, you're leaving a seat open now. I am leaving a seat open. It's so <laughs> funny. We were talking. We were talking about that last night because I asked her. I'm like, okay, so like. You know, because she's got a handful of girlfriends. And I said, so you're taking the two boys, and we have an extra seat because we have, you know, four season tickets. I go, who are you going to take? And she's got to, like, you know, cycle through her friends of, of which one she's going to take. So that'll be fun. I've, I'm, um, you're going to get, I'm she's going to get a lot of gifts, like just showing up at her house. Oh, I just made you a casserole. Just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you, like, right on Friday before the game. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny because I'll never forget, like, this is, I mean, it's so funny. Like, I'm not, like, dude, God's amazing. Like, I'm not this good. Like, I should have never been a football player and won a, like, I should have never been a football player and won a Rose Bowl. Like, I honestly, like, I wasn't good. I wasn't good. My freshman year, I played one play. Like, I was not good. My sophomore year, I quit because I had no confidence. And I was a chubby, fat, slow white kid. Like, I wasn't good. And, like, I meant when I said when I first came on the show an hour and a half ago, like, they threw me in the offensive line because I was bad my junior year. And then it took one coach to believe in me, and then everything changed. I ended up winning a Rose Bowl. Here's, here's my point. is like, when I went to the Rose Bowl, my dad was in charge of ticket, And everybody came out of the woodworks, like, all the teachers who were freaking mean to me, the family members who made fun of me, like, and my and I had like a hundred people go to the Rose Bowl, and like seventy of them, I look at my dad, I'm like, what'd you get that guy a ticket for? He was so freaking mean to me growing up, like, so it's like now, you know, I, I put that pressure on my wife. It's like, all right, now, now, just like my dad was in charge of Rose Bowl tickets, you're in charge of Titans tickets. You you take it. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be fun. So. um there you have it, Matt Rogers, the new voice in the stadium of the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, draft analysis, apparently. <laughs> no. hey, draft analysis. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping uh, Robinson brings me in for my opinion. One of the coolest things that happened to me yesterday where, obviously, they announced me as the announcer and my phone was blowing up and social media, everything was going crazy. The coolest thing that happened to me yesterday was I got a text from a number I didn't recognize and it said, we're really happy to have you, Matt. Welcome to the team. And I go, 
and I thought it was like a producer or something. So I make the joke because like I'm a like I love making people laugh. I love joke, and I said, "Who is this? Amy Adams? Is that you, Coach Brable? King Henry? Who is this?" And he writes back. He goes, "Dang it! Sorry, this is Coach Brable." And my stomach, my stomach, like fell to the floor, and, I, and my jaw dropped. I'm driving with my wife. I go, "Oh my god!" I think Coach Brable just texted me. She goes, "Yeah, right." I go, "No, I'm serious." And then I made a voice recording. I said, "Don't play with my emotions. If this is really you, Coach, I need a selfie. I need something to identify yourself." He makes a personal video and texts it to me. And he goes, let's get this draft, Maddie. And he was like in the war room, getting ready for the draft. And I was just total freak. It was it was the highlight of my day. So now I got Mike Brable's phone. If he wants any uh, advice, I can call him right now, text him, and tell him what to do. And I just might do that. Yeah, don't do that because you'll get fired. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Matt, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will – we will definitely be talking to you as um, as the football seasons get closer, both about the Titans and, of course, the Summit Spartans. Heck yeah, baby. I love you guys. Summit Spartans on Friday night, color commentary, and then PA announcing the Titans on Sunday. Let's get it this year. That's right. The man, the myth, the legend, Matt Rogers. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Follow him on Twitter, at MattRogersUSA. Uh, he is a fun Twitter follow, so there you go. All right, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Braves with Mo. He'll be on the line. We're going to call him up. We're going to we're going to surprise him. See if he wants to talk to us while he's visiting Prince's place. We'll be right back. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. about it's southern middle tennessee sports today once again with mo here's chris yeah good morning it's it's monday all day mo yeah, they, they said something about counting didn't count here but you know yeah, also yeah. hit the right mic doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> It is what it is, man. It's it's been a it's been the Monday as Thursday ever. Yeah. It's raining and nobody really felt like getting out of bed this morning. Uh, I will tell you this: Charlie was she was asleep when I went to get ready. When I came back, 
uh, out and got ready to leave and was about to to walk out of the bedroom door, she woke up and I put her I put her in uh, under Sarah's arm and hope you know hope for the best. And Sarah texted me about twenty minutes later. She said she didn't let me go back to sleep. So it was what it was, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, it's time to talk a little Braves action, and to do that, I needed some help. <laughs> and with Mo, here's Chris. We have Mo. We, we have Mo back. We have Mo. <laughs> it's only temporary. Uh, well, that's okay. Temporary is better than no Mo. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, so how's it going? Is, is this, did you miss me? It's yes. It's been a day. Um, <laughs> it has been a day. So we're we are not um, we're not upset at all uh, because you are hopefully enjoying your time in Minneapolis. My question is, um, what was Shane doing this morning? What was? Oh, Shane was going to Chicago. Apparently, man, we were we were uh, Jody and I were getting we're in line getting ready to get on out of out of Nashville, and you know we've all got masks on, so so nobody knows who anybody is. But apparently, he knew who I was, and he pulled his down. I'm like, what are you doing, man? But um, yeah, they were they were going to Chicago, and as JP texted me um, a second ago, apparently they really love. Chicago and, and get up there whenever they get the opportunity. So, so, um, I told him, I said, he ain't got to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what I told him. I said, I guess, I guess when you're retired, you can do this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. But yeah, we're, we're just kind of hanging out here in the H terminal of the Minneapolis St. Paul airport, getting ready to go pick up a rental car here when I get off of y'all. And, um, Get get to moving around a little bit. Going to Paisley Park tomorrow. Um, I never saw Prince in concert. And we tried to make a trip to Paisley Park a couple of years ago, but um, we kind of cut it close on travel and and didn't make it. So we're we're going to go and try to check that out tomorrow. And don't expect to run into any issues. Knocking on some press wood here. But, um, <laughs> Bet you are. You know. Yeah. Just. Getting, getting away for a couple of days. Um, you know how it is. Absolutely. Enjoy it and <laughs> have a great needed. have a great time. Yeah. Uh, what you what you can do tonight uh, at six twenty is watch the Atlanta Braves because they are five hundred for the first time this season. Man, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? <laughs> at least twenty four games. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, hey, I, I think I think if Kyle Hendricks ever sees the Braves again. He'd prefer prefer it be from the stands or on TV, certainly not from the mound, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, If I understand right, they've only got one more chance to to worry about them after after this game. Are uh, they done after today? uh, From what I understand, this is the only series they play with him this whole year. Oh, wow. Okay. If I I heard the broadcast right. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. But it's. They, they were making That's kind of a big. They were making kind of a big deal about that. That uh, if they win this series, they're going to win this, the 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 annual series with them. Yeah, well, I, I would. I would imagine that they're making a big deal about it because they pretty well owned them in these two series that they played. The one up at Wrigley last weekend and and this one here. So 
you'd like to play them as much as you can. So, <laughs> yeah, this is it. No more, uh, no more cubbies. No, no more cubbies. Oh, we and we and, and we can use them. Uh, <laughs> last Apparently. night was a pretty impressive uh, output as we were. We're we're in um we're in a living room with several Braves fans and yeah. someone said this guy's gotta start hitting talking about Marcelo Zuna. <laughs> and we're all like, Yeah, man, he really needs to step it up and about that time he goes yak to left field. <laughs> it's like, Well, I guess yeah. guess that was our fault. We'll pretty, take it. Pretty sure, yeah. pretty sure he had that that room bug. <laughs> yeah, on the right. uh, on the radio broadcast, the announcer said, "You know, it's 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 been a little while since he's been. It's about time for him to go." And then the next pitch, whack, and he went. Huh? <laughs> there you go. But he yeah. wasn't the only one who went yard yesterday. No, there were four, no, no, he was not. Four others, including Waskar Noah. Waskar Noah. <laughs> Waskar Noah for MVP and Cy Young. Okay, so here is um, here's a little fun fact. The last Braves pitcher to homer was Julio Tehran on August fifth, two thousand eighteen. Before I think I was that, watching that game. Before that, Jaime Garcia hit a grand slam. Oh, good lord! On July twelfth, twenty seventeen. July 12, 2017 was Jaime Garcia's last start for the Atlanta Braves before being traded to Minnesota for Waskari Noah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so we traded the guy who hit the Grand Slam for that, Waskari. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. That's, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Six degrees okay. of separation. At least to Noah's living up to his end of the of, of the, the bargain with the bat and, and, and stuff like that. To so, this point, yeah, yeah, knock on wood. Is he, he's a, yeah. is, is he making a serious play for the DH when they play American I, I League? So. <laughs> there we go. There we go. He may be, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Braves. Like I said yesterday, no pill, no better pill to cure the eels. And the the Cubs coming to town. Braves have won the last three. They look really good last night. Tonight, they get. Um, Adbert Alzale, who is okay. who is zero and two. Easy on, for you to say, right? He's zero and two on the year with a five four five point four ERA. But Bryce Wilson, this who Kyle did, Hendricks two, this is Kyle Hendricks two point Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But he gets to face Bryce Wilson, who did not have a great night his last start, uh, his last time out. He's one and one on the year with a five point ERA. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, this could be another football score. It very well could be. I mean, we've seen this, the Cubs absolutely shellack us at times. So this is a good well, team that, that can. There hit. was that one. Thir- there was that thirteen-four game that the Braves turned around and answered. So I mean, I guess. But. Right, but we just beat them 10-0, So I hope they don't turn around and answer it. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what we're hoping for here. Yeah, yeah, that would be. That would be a tough way to win the homestand. It would be unfortunate to win these three and then lose this one and then get ready to go to Dunedin to take on the Blue Jays. Which, by the way, I I didn't. T- I don't think I've told anybody this. On the way home from Santa Fe on Tuesday, I saw a Blue Jay. I've never seen a Blue Jay in real life, and I saw one sitting on a fence in Santa Fe. You've never seen a Blue Jay? I've never seen one. Wow. I 
Well, this is Oklahoma. Growing up in Oklahoma, they're pests. <laughs> Well, it, it was we, really, we tend to try to run them off when we see them. I, I'm sure. I'm sure nobody like. I just thought it was interesting because I, I've never seen a blue jay that I can remember in in like actually in person, and that was pretty cool. You've led a sheltered life. But the last time I saw the Blue Jays and the Braves play, I was 11 years old. It was the first time I ever went to Turner Field. It was a fantastic performance by Greg Maddox and Juan Guzman. Mm. Yeah, it was a rematch of game one of the 92 oh, World wow. Series. Okay. Um, and this was this That's was the solid. first year of uh, the first year of interleague play. So like interleague 97-ish. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Guzman and Maddox throw just absolute gems. Braves win two to nothing. Andrew and Klesko go deep. Uh, solo shots each. The game was over in like an hour and 42 minutes, and I was at the concession stand during both home runs. So <laughs> we, it took us longer to drive to Atlanta than it did for the game to be played. There you go. Talk yeah. about the Blue Jays. I've got a little bit of ancient history with them. Ancient. and, and yeah, Well, ancient compared to a couple of you guys. But uh, when they were in the World Series, uh, we were watching it and stuff like that, and Turned it on. Hadn't really paid close attention to it until the, the last game when Joe Carter hit that home run to to cinch it. And I thought, Joe Carter, that name sounds real. I called up my mom. And I said, Mom, I said, Mom, is that the same Joe? And she says, yeah. He's, they've been making a huge deal of it here in Oklahoma. I played American Legion for a summer with Joe. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, he was <laughs> – we called him the man child. He was he was he was as big as he was in the pros in high school, uh, and could throw strikes from the center field fence. <laughs> that's that's pretty impressive. So but, that's uh, your brush with greatness. Is yes. that you played American Legion ball with Joe Carter? Yes, uh, got that to play is- several games with him, and uh, we we had a had a good time that summer. That, that ain't bad. Apparently, they're, they're, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Apparently, you're hosting. Uh, Brian Snicker said yesterday that uh, that Inoa was whiffing while taking soft toss swings during spring training. <laughs> whiffing on soft toss, hitting jacks in the majors. Hey, that's that's how bad Kyle Hendricks is for the – how good he is for the Braves. He's got to do it when it counts. That's that's the deal. Yeah, He's not a practice He guy. was saving them. He, he must yep. have been. He must have been. Mike Soroka has been cleared to start completing simple throwing exercises. Uh, it looks like he's going to be June before he – uh, makes his debut, but again, like you said, when you think he's ready, just wait a month, and I think mm-hmm. we're gonna, I think we're going to get him in June, and that's that that's I think is the best thing that that we can hope for. And um, the good thing is it's not his leg. I mean, his his ankle is or his uh, Achilles. Yes, that thing. That. <laughs> Could not think. Of, <laughs> couldn't think of it at all. Yeah. Uh, it is good to go. It's just his shoulder now that they are are working on so hopefully um hopefully that's what we will see in june uh prior to the all-star break in july so if, as long as we get in before before the break i think i'll feel better <sighs> i think i think as long as we get him back right out of the break i'd be cool because like i said you I, I i really want to treat him and that situation with kid gloves because when he's back I want him to be back for the rest of the way and taking it every fifth day and, and, and 
everything that goes with that. So whatever it takes for that to be the case, I'm all for it. No doubt. The game tonight will not air on 137 because we do have well it may actually air if we get rained out well if, if, if it gets rained and it's out. looking like you might yeah because columbia academy has now officially canceled their game and if richie Eastep's canceling which it's at east hickman so i don't guess it's up to him um <laughs> but i'm sure he put up a fight though <laughs> he probably, probably offered to play at ca he, he probably <laughs> offered ca there's no doubt yeah yeah um, but if literally gets rained out, we may get to hear the Braves. But if just plan on little league being on. It's the not air. the little league. There's a it's oh, a show it's, with it's a the high Mount school, Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Mount Pleasant High School show. Oh. They, they, they have a they have a show that they that's do, right that they produce there at the school now. Little league's on Tuesdays. Right. I'm forgetting today's Thursday. Uh, all the days. The, the, are the name of the show escapes me right now. But so there will not be a Braves on tonight. No. Gotcha. Okay. Braves are not on tonight on 103.7, so that is uh, just – They will be on tomorrow night. They will be on tomorrow and uh, the next night. So, before we let you go, Mo, we're going to give you this day in Braves history. From Talk to me. April 29th of 1953, Braves first baseman Joe Adcock, with his 475-foot third-inning blast in the th- team's 3-2 win over the hometown Giants – he became the first player in the major league game to homer into the polo ground center field bleachers. The Coogan's Bluff feat, which will occur for the third and final time when Hank Aaron and Lou Brock go deep on consecutive days in 1962, was first com- accomplished by Luke Easter um, playing for the Homestead Grays in a 1948 Negro League contest. So only four times did it happen. The first time by... Luke Easter of the Homestead Grays in the Negro Leagues, and then the first ma- Major League Baseball uh, home run was Joe Adcock on this day in 1953. And Chris, I know you're you're a big sports historian and that kind of thing. Have you seen pictures of the Polo Grounds? Yes, I have. It's the weirdest place ever. Um, there's you a- hit a ball to center field at the Polo Grounds. It, you you've done something. Well, it's, I, mean, I mean, 475. So, I mean, yeah. you, you got to smash it. I mean, there are very few pl- people who, who can hit a ball that far, and uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one of them who hit one 481 two, two days ago. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's actually a whole Reddit thread of uh, of weird baseball fields. And, like, mm-hmm. most of them are high schools, but, like, there are some older baseball fields, like major league fields and – uh, places where Negro leagues played and that sort of thing that just have weird. Forest has one of those like hills in center and left oh, field. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's on purpose. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's just where the fence happened to go. Uh, so like, if you go to Forest and you look in center field, there they have a one of those the like the Astros used to have yeah. where the. <laughs> was, wasn't there a field in Chattanooga that had a garden out in center field that was in play? Engel Stadium. Engel Stadium, yeah, that had a, at least some bushes out there and stuff. <laughs> so, it was weird. I, we went on a state champion uh, when I was in uh, Jackson with uh, uh, Jackson Christian. And yeah. we looked at that, you know, and the kids were like looking at it, and I said, yes, that's in play. If the ball goes in there, go get you gotta it. you got to go get <laughs> it. All right, Mo, we're going to have to let you go. We're up on a break, but we appreciate you joining us today. It was a, it was a pleasure to talk to you. Well, and you as well, and um, we'll see you all Monday. 
All right. All right. Have a good time. Mo joining us on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline this morning. Uh, we were going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll talk some more sports when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. want to make uh, one more quick announcement for our friends down in Franklin County. If you are listening on WZYX, we appreciate it. Southern Middle Tennessee Outdoors is airing today, again on Saturday as well. It is a locally produced radio conversation with special guests involved in the outdoor environment from state parks, RV campgrounds, marinas, fishing guides, podcasters, TWRA specialists, and other lakes and outdoor venues in southern middle Tennessee area. Uh, it's a one-hour discussion of topics and issues of interest to the growing number of people becoming interested in outdoor activities due in part to the pandemic, obviously, including the use of RV campers, campgrounds, and whatnot. It's hosted by WZYX General Manager Al Clark. The show features uh, the comments and wisdom of Tom Wiseman, a lifelong fisherman and camper who is also the chief engineer at WZYX. Uh, guests include David Lowry of the TWRA, fishing guide Jake Davis, and outdoors podcaster uh, Angie Pruitt-Scott. I think we need to get Andy Meldrum uh, on that show. Andy Meldrum, who hosted uh, So You Think You Can Hunt, uh, which aired briefly on an outdoor network, I'm not sure, but local guy here in uh, in Franklin and would be a great guest on that show. Anyway, it ta- uh, it is um, airing every Thursday, 1.05 p.m. and 5.05 p.m. and on Saturdays at 7.05 a.m. and uh, can be heard in Franklin, Coffee, Moore, Lincoln, and Grundy counties on AM 1440, FM 94.5, and FM 95.3 and around the world on WZYXradio.net. Just like us. You can hear us on WZYXradio.net on Tuesdays and Thursdays. or When we can keep the stream alive. We do our best. <laughs> when it rains here, the internet is just, who knows. Um, so, yeah. Got about five minutes left in today's show. Want to make a quick note that big day for Josh Heupel. Um. The Tennessee Volunteers coach got a pretty big commitment today from um, a four-star quarterback. So I think that's another quarterback. (laughs) 
can never have too many quarterbacks. Say <laughs> hey, this is four now. Uh, this would be five. Five? Okay, I was behind one. Yeah. You've got, um, let's see, you've got Bailey, Maurer, the kid from Virginia Tech, Harrison, I think. Herman. Her, what, it starts with an H. Yeah. And then you've got Milton coming in from, from Michigan. That's four. Um, and that's just for this year. This is a four-star quarterback out of Greenwood, Indiana. Taven Jackson, he's a okay. commit. He's committed over Arizona State, Cincinnati, Florida, Michigan, Oregon, Texas A&M, West Virginia, among others. Um, <clears throat> changed his profile picture to the checkerboarded Neyland Stadium. So that's huge. Like, seriously, that's huge. Um, congratulations to Josh Heupel. Because, again, I mean, and this is a guy who's going to come in you know, and he's gonna probably be a backup for a couple of years, potentially. Um, it's important, though. I mean, it's important to keep you got to keep the pipeline going, right? Right. Now, I'm assuming these other guys that are in camp now or in on campus now were not necessarily the ones he originally that he brought in. He's yeah. The using only them. the only guy that the the only guy that they will have on the roster that I guess Hypel quote recruited will be the Milton kid from Michigan. Because everybody else is already there. Matt well, I just say there. these others, these other quarterbacks there. may not be the type of quarterback he's looking for for his system. It's and, interesting that you say that because I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know what you know. I'm, I'm not sure if he wants a guy who's more mobile. Harrison Bailey is a pocket guy. He's just not very mobile. Mauer can move. Um, the I wish I could think of. Uh, let, let's just look it up. Vols quarterbacks. Trying to think of the kid's name from uh, who was the transfer from Virginia Tech. Um, anyway, yeah, if you hadn't asked me, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. Um, Hendon Hooker, that's it. So, Hooker is the guy who they think is going to be the guy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think after the spring game, you have to believe Harrison Bailey's in the conversation. I mean, he had the best numbers out of anybody, but Milton wasn't in it. So there you go. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We appreciate your time here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. It's going to be a great day for everything. High school sports may not happen, but we'll be back tomorrow, 9 o'clock, same bat time, same bat channel. For WZYX, we appreciate you guys down there. For Coach Mike, and uh, I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia. <laughs>